Welcome into the fast lane here on this Wednesday afternoon. It is hump day. Happy hump day. Ty here with me on this hump day, middle of the week. Ed is, of course, away all week. I am in. Myself, Trey Lyle, hosting. Have your hosting duties all week. And, uh, well, I'm not going to say I stole this idea from Ed, but Ed does have a list of topics and ideas that he wants to use for the show, and I know where it is. It's uh, we we share the doc, so he's admittedly shared it with me, mm. and this is also some fan feedback, and I think you'd be happy for me to get to this. Um, but it, it's going to be our our top topic today. But we'll also go really in depth about uh, Liberty's first year in CUSA with uh, John Manson of CRED dot com. Uh, Shannon via LinkedIn though to our topic at the top of the show. Who are the five most dominant athletes at the moment? She gave Shohei Otani. Killian Mbappe, Novak Djokovic, Nikola Jokic. Keep that for fun. Uh, and then, uh, of course, Patrick Mahomes. So uh, I think, Ty, we will do this ourselves. I think we'll each start with five. Um, if we have a copy of of who we – you can say it. You can keep it to your best. But uh, I'll let you go first today with your number five. You sure you want to go first? I went first last time. So. I not. You want me to go first? Yeah, I'll let you go first this time. All right, my number five is actually a surprising one, but if you look at the stats, it's not really, really, and it's coming off of uh, when you break a record that was held by Michael Phelps, it's a pretty good start. Yes. So I'm going with Katie Ledecky, the swimmer. Uh, just, Just simply put, in the 1500 meter, she owns 14 of the top 15 fastest times of all time. In the 800 meter... She owns the top 30 of all time. That's that's about it. That's pretty dominant. So yeah, I, exactly. I'm going with uh, Katie Ledecky as my number five. I like that. I'm going to go with Alex Ovechkin from the Washington Nationals. Capitals. Cap- I mean, Capitals. I was thinking about baseball. Ovi. So you're yeah. not going McDavid. You're not going. I'm going to go. I like Alex Ovechkin. I think he's been dominant for a long time for the That's cap- true. For the greatest cap, goals, so. Maybe the greatest goal scorer ever Definitely. could break Gretzky's record. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not complaining about that pick. All right, my number four, um, coming off of uh, possibly one of the greatest playoff runs of all time, Nikola Jokic. Pretty simple. You know, I I feel like that's the way he's he's been the best player in the world the last three years in the NBA. Basically kind of solidifies that. I can't. I mean, of course. I still got to give him some more time to put in my top, but. I really can't say. You I'm don't like, think he's the best basketball player on the planet? I mean, yes, of course. Okay. Definitely. definitely but you course. don't think he's the most dominant, one of the most dominant athletes in the world right now? Not right now. I won't give him more time, but he's up there, though. Okay. He's, he's, he's okay. close. He's close. All right. Who's your number four? I'm going to go with my man from the Bucks, Giannis. Ooh. Giannis. Giannis, I would, yeah, he, you could argue he may be more dominant the way he plays, but that's, a, that's he, not he, a bad pick. I'll tell you, ever since he got to Milwaukee, he turned that franchise around and now they just been content they've been competing with uh, nba final but they can't get past jimmy buckets that's all i, I gotta think say. it's just that it's just injuries that that happened sure injuries. sure no jimmy but, butler owns that team but he does that season but we got next year all right my my number three oh well he wins every week uh he's now won nine straight races uh he is on the verge of being a three-time world champion I'm going with Max Verstappen. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, there I like you go. That. I like that. So, you know, I'm gonna go with who? 
Serena's Williams. Serena, oh, that's see. that's like a legacy pick. Come I feel like now. that's a legacy pick. That's a, not bad. Okay. Go on now. My my number two, my number two and number one are pretty easily. I'm going with the best player in their respective sports. I'm going with number two. Is simple put, it's Patrick Mahomes, best player in the world. Uh, it, when it comes to football, uh, on on the verge of becoming maybe the greatest quarterback of all time, which is an outlandish statement to say at this point. But mm-hmm. at worst, if you have Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, it is proven you're making it to the AFC Championship game, mm-hmm. and that's not a bad idea. So yeah, uh, yeah. I will go with Mahomes. Okay, I can't. I mean, you can't go wrong on that one. Give me a rod. One of I think. Alex Rodriguez? No, A Rod. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Aaron Rodgers. I okay. thought you knew what I meant. My bad. Aaron Rodgers. Okay. One of the be- I think the best quarterback for the Packers for like ever. Yeah. Over ever. Favre. Yeah, definitely over Favre. Yeah, I think star. he was I think he was better than Favre in my okay. eyes. I think okay. so. Okay. I I tend to agree with that. All right. So you're going with Aaron Rodgers. My number one, and I agree with Shannon. It's he is the best hitter in baseball. And he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. It would not be shocking to me if he wins the Cy Young. He's going to win the AL MVP. It's Shohei Otani. I mean, the dude is incredible. In one day, he pitches his first complete game. And then in the second game, hits two home runs. He is the most dominant athlete in the world. And I don't think it's close. Like, I really... I I truly don't think it's close. Like if you watch Shohei Otani is the best show in sports. He 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 is incredible at what he does because he is an elite pitcher and an elite hitter. And Aaron like Aaron Judge set the record for home runs in the American League last year. Otani might break that while pitching as the front of the inning starter for a possible playoff team. The greatest American to ever play baseball is on the Los Angeles Angels and he's still not the best player on this team. That is how good Shohei Otani is. I can't disagree on that. That is a great pick right there for you, number one. I I, mean, I got a couple of number ones. I mean, I thought he was going to go with LeBron, really. I was but like, not probably- like LeBron at this age. Like, this is LeBron at this age. Like, I'm going right now. The key word, the key word in this is at the moment. So that's like right now. Well, right now, I'm going to pick, come on now, one of the best soccer players, Lean on Messi. That's not a bad pick. Messi just won the World Cup. Yeah. Like if I picked a soccer player, it would be Messi. I mean, look at Messi oh, taking over American Christ, uh, CR7. Well. You could pick him as well. Yeah, but you have to pick Messi. Yeah. Like Messi's the greatest of all time. That's what I'm gonna take Messi on that one. So let me just get him for the number one pick for me and stuff. I think this dominated the soccer field. I mean, I mean, it's just like he just he he's that guy. Like he's that guy on the field. Like it's nothing you can say about him. He's that guy. I'm just saying that he just the most dominant player ever play soccer. Uh yeah, I agree. I mean, look, look at and and we can let, let's uh you know talk about Messi's effect in in America right now. We haven't really touched on it here in the fast lane. Mm-hmm. Ed doesn't talk about soccer much. Uh, <laughs> so Messi has come to America, and obviously the MLS had this deal with Apple TV, and obviously Apple is linked to the Pac-12. If we talk about <laughs> talk about um uh you know Apple TV and everything going on. Uh, with with everything going on uh, in the world right now with realignment, but I figured we we get off that conversation um, for for a moment today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's incredible to watch. Like 
he's basically won the worst team in the MLS like three games in a row, and now they seem to be on the up and up. His effect, and then obviously finally winning the World Cup, and this is from a guy who preferred CR7 over him. It's mm-hmm. incredible to see. Definitely. I, I mean, ever since he came to the American, I mean, it just like tickets went up. Everybody's coming to see Messi. Everybody. You got to think about it. He was overseas. Now he's coming to America. Everybody's like he coming to see had the highest selling jersey according to Fanatics for a oh, yeah. player changing oh, yeah. over Definitely. Brady, over LeBron. I mean, of course. Like, come on now, who wouldn't like his jersey? And then the way he's been playing, you'd be like, yo, this is greatness I got to watch. And it's like the tickets are skyrocketing down there in Miami. And the tickets are like high. I can't afford it. Come on now. Yeah, well, uh, neither can I. So maybe maybe Ed. Maybe maybe Ed's heading to Miami on part of his vacation to see Messi. I mean, we could sneak in with him. This, yeah, we, we could sneak we, in. We probably had to like we, hide. We probably had to find a way, but I think we, we give. I think we'd we have to be his two four year old twins. That's what we'd have to be. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we. That's the only way we're getting in. Uh, I hope he's listening and heard that. Uh, so. Before we get to the Fast Five at 5-ish, do you want to note uh, one realignment quote is quite interesting. Board of Trustees meeting was happening today at Florida State, and one of the trustees, former Florida State quarterback and current Seminole trustee, Drew Weatherford said, and I quote, it is not a matter of time if we leave, referring to the ACC, in my opinion. It's a matter of how and when we leave. Well, that does sounds like Florida State has an idea of what they want to do. That is, uh, that's called flirting with the SEC, folks. Um, yeah, Florida State is has not been shy about wanting to leave the ACC at this point. Uh, but we are, we will see. I mean, about what conference? No, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but what conference do like the get SEC? Into? They would go to the SEC. I, I don't know about that. Yes, I mean, that get, I can't. The, I don't tie. know. It, it not, would, I ain't say would, they can't. I ain't, guess, they I ain't go gonna say. SEC. I ain't gonna say like they can't do it, but it's like. Are they ready though? That's the only thing. You think they're ready? They've been on the like. They haven't been the same. Yeah, but you're you're okay. You're you're so like, and and this is kind of where you you focused your draft yesterday in this, and and we we're we're getting you know we're having, but you have to look at it in terms of like all right. A good example is like my mom is not the biggest college football fan. Mm -hmm. She watches when I watch basically. But she knows who who Florida State is. She yeah. knows who Clemson is. Like, the helmet. Like, think about your average person flipping through the channel. Mm-hmm. If they saw the spear helmet, they know that's Florida State. Yeah. Like, that, like, it always, their games, no matter who they play, always mm-hmm. draws a big rating. Yeah. Which, that's what matters to the SEC. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of realignment, we touch on it a little bit now during the Fast Five at Five-ish. It's time for the Fast Five at Five-ish. Five fast-paced, quick-witted things you need to know right now. Number five. Shane Van Ginsbergen is, of course, returning to the Cup Series with Project 91 at Indianapolis Road Course, but he will get his first experience in an oval that same weekend racing for the Nice Motorsports in the Worldwide Express Silverado at Indianapolis Racing Park, a.k.a. IRP. I mean, for a guy linked to a lot of, of cup teams, it makes sense for him to hop in an oval ride to see what he can do, start gaining that experience before next year. Uh, I am not shocked by this. 
the expectation is SVG will be a cup racing next year, and obviously he will have to race in ovals. Uh, my guess is he will uh, not probably do as well uh, as he did, obviously, in Chicago. I wouldn't expect that at all, but I think it's going to be valuable valuable experience for him for someone who wants to go cup racing next year. Well, a little bit more realignment talk. A group of Big Ten presidents have begun exploratory discussions on expansion in light of the Pac-12 uncertainty. Industry sources tell Yahoo Sports' Dan Wetzel focus on possibility of adding Oregon and Washington to move to 18 and members of Cal and Stanford to reach 20. So Oregon and Washington, two big names in the Pac-12, and obviously Cal and Stanford are prestigious universities in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Likes, likes prestigious universities for their education, whatever that may be. Plus, they want teams to lose, which Cal and Stanford would lose in football. This makes sense. I think this was an if, uh, not, I mean, a win, not if situation for Oregon and Washington. Um, We'll see what happens with them. I think, uh, you know, the travel issue is becoming more and more apparent. I know Nicole Auerbach of The Athletic wrote an article this week as, uh, as it, explains kind of the difficulties uh with you know not not football necessarily or basketball but like your your volleyballs your olympic sports and the difficulties the traveling if you can get more west west coast partners it makes more sense um so we talked a little bit about the acc of course i think the pac-12 is even more dead at this point and uh the big rumor is a streaming partner in apple with a little bit of espn so that would be interesting for the pac-12 if they're able to get that, but I'm not sure the money would be good enough for that. Number three. We'll go a little bit more into this in a moment, but do want to say that NASCAR Hall of Fame announced the, the results today, and obviously the two modern era recipients were no shocker. Jimmy Johnson and Chad Canals, the dynamic duo that won seven championships, I think two of the the two greatest for their respective positions in the history of the sport. Chad Canals when it comes to crew chiefing, Jimmy Johnson when it comes to racing a NASCAR vehicle. Obviously, with Jimmy, you think about his his ability and and his his growth over the years, and then obviously Chad Canals. Uh, really going into it, the pioneer wing goes to member of the Alabama game Donnie Allison and Janet Guthrie, who was the first female participant in the Daytona 500, uh, is the recipient of the 2024 Landmark Award for Outstanding Contributions to NASCAR. We'll go over the voting stats in a moment because I have a real issue with that. Number two. The Liberty Flames have added another non-conference game to their 2023-2024 schedule and will face the Alabama Crimson Tide. We're still talking about the SEC. In the 2023 CM Newton Classic on December 30th, the Frames and Crimson Tide will square off at the Legacy Arena in Birmingham. This will be the second straight year these two teams face each other. Obviously, Alabama coming off a one seed, uh, the overall number one seed last year with Brandon Miller. Um, uh, they probably are not expected to be as good as they were last year, but this is a big-time opponent for for Liberty in their first year in CUSA. On the basketball side to play, obviously, Alabama and Nate Oates and them as well. And number one on the Fast Five at five I don't know what's more dead, the Pac-12 or the running back market, because Jonathan Taylor has requested a trade from the Colts after a contract dispute. Obviously, uh, tweets were shared both by the agent of Jonathan Taylor and, of course, Mr. Ursay, Jim Ursay, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, this is not shocking to me um, that uh, Jim Irsay, uh, this is happening. This is kind of 
basically a negotiation that has landed in the public. Uh, Colts have said they might land Jonathan Taylor on the uh, non-football or non-football related injury list, which basically would mean they they control his pay even more. But he went on Twitter to dispute those claims. Um, yeah, I, I think Jonathan Taylor is one of the best running backs in the NFL. Uh, Jim Irsay has said they're not trading him, but at some point it's either he gets paid or he gets traded at this point, and we'll see where that ends up. And there is your Fast Five at Five-ish. So, as I forgot to to fade out the music there, uh, let's quickly, before we get to John Manson of a Sea of Red, talk, uh, talk a little bit about this Hall of Fame vote today. As mentioned, Jimmy Johnson and Chad Canals get in. Jimmy Johnson... So, Jimmy Johnson is one of the greatest of all time. Ty, and I, I don't know how big of an NASCAR fan you are. I used to watch a little bit. Okay. My uncle Do you know who Jimmy Johnson is, though? Yeah. All right. If you could guess, percentage-wise, how much of the vote do you think Jimmy Johnson should have got for the Hall of Fame? Like a lucky guess? Yeah. Like, how much, like, what, like going in, what would you think he should have got? Probably over a hundred at least. So like a hundred percent. He should have been unanimous. Is yeah. what you're okay. He had ninety three percent. Four people decided not to vote for the third ever seven time champion. Third ever seven time champion in the sport. There's three of them: Jimmy Johnson, Richard Petty, Dale Earnhardt. Mm-hmm. Into the Hall of Fame. Chad Knauss got forty six of fifty seven votes, which I thought both of them should be unanimous. Like. This is a big issue I have with Hall of Fames, baseball included. There are these people that will not vote for a certain person because they know they're getting in and they want to put their vote somewhere else, which is dumb to me. Mm. Jimmy Johnson deserves to be a unanimous Hall of Famer. First ballot, definitely. Well, he is a first ballot. I was about to say, but either way, he's like, a first. He is a first what, ballot. I don't understand what people like be voting. Like, what do they see? Sometimes it is some like. Did they do something to him or like, or is it, oh, he's not rating it? I'm like, come yeah. on now. He, his stat says it. I.E.T.O. in the football hall of fame. The way he dominated, dominated the um, race car track, what else he need to do to like to get into the hall of fame or something? I, I, I agree with you, Ty. Um, but yeah, 53 of the 50. So four people did not vote for Jim. And it's funny on Twitter, um, my, my front stretch colleagues, Brian Nolan and Michael Massey, both on there, you know, kind of saying the same thing I did, and Jeff Gluck and and Bob Pockers also mentioned it. Like, there there really should have been kind of a, you know, let's say transparent voting, which uh, some people have tweeted out their votes of who they who they voted for, but everyone should like we need to know. Like, it, it's fair because it, I believe if this wasn't transparent. Or if this was transparent, he would have been a unanimous Hall of Famer because people are afraid to get ridiculed. ridiculed. Because, simply put, Jimmy Johnson and Chad Canals won seven titles. It did not matter the format. The reason the format is the way it is right now is is mainly because Jimmy Johnson was so dominant in this sport. He figured out a way, kind of like an elite athlete, to tune himself up for the stretch run of the season. He was always the best right around this time of year. He won every big race in the sport. He won a Daytona 500. He's won at Indy. He won, like, he he is elite of elite drivers. And it's kind of crazy to me. 
that he was not a unanimous Hall of Famer when it came to the NASCAR Hall of Fame. And I think Chad deserved it too. And there's some great names on the list. I think Carl Edwards deserves to make the Hall of Fame. He actually ended up finishing uh, fourth and fifth in this. Harry Gant finished third. They only, and Also, I don't get why they only take two from the modern re- wing. Yeah. He didn't get in? Carl did not this time. Really? Second time on the ballot. Yep. Wow. I uh, thought he was in the whole time, to tell you the truth. And I was like, what is, like, what is going on in that little voting thing? The committee. Like, what did he be doing now? I, Harry Gant deserves to be in the Hall of Fame as well. Um, but I, I think it should be just a minimum vote threshold um, instead of just two people get in. You vote. Uh, Harry Gant finished third, followed by Ricky Rudd and Carl Edwards. Donnie Allison received 53% of the Pioneer votes. Uh, Banjo Matthews finished second in that. So that's a quick breakdown of um, the voting here. Uh, one more thing. Did you notice the Iowa? Uh, this was going to be on the Fast Five at Five-ish, but uh, we dropped it for the SVG News. Uh, but we'll quickly get it in here before we get to John Manson. And I actually want to ask John about this. I do want to ask John about this. So Hunter Deckers is the big name in this story. Uh, a couple Iowa State and Iowa players are linked to gambling and have been charged with tampering. Um, four Iowa State players have been charged with tampering, to be quick, clear. Uh, for, for bets they've made, uh, whether on Iowa State athletics, uh, those uh, players were Hunter Deckers, Parnio Johnson, Dodge Sawyer, and former ISU defensive lineman in the who well, I can't pronounce his last name, but he uh, he also was a guy who just got suspended uh, in VI, was just suspended by the NFL. So they've been charged with tampering with records while placing sports rangers, which is interesting. But my favorite in all of these affidavits, like, like favorite part of this, and you know what? It honestly is the smartest bet, and it, it's, it's at the end of this article on ESPN. So, Iowa kicker Aaron Bloom is a part of this. Also, just charges of tampering. So, this is the backup kicker for Iowa. Uh, was charged with records after engaging in sports wagering. According to the criminal complaint from Johnson County filed Tuesday, Bloom made approximately 170 underage sports wagers with using his mother's name on DraftKings account. In, and here's the key word. Including a single bet on Iowa's 2021 football game against Iowa State. The affidavit states Bloom bet on the under points total of 45, which hit successfully in a 27-17 Hawkeyes win. I will have to say, if you're going to get in trouble for betting, you might as well win the bet. And betting the the under in any Iowa game is the lock of the decade. So, when we come back here on the fast lane in a matter of moments, uh, we'll have John Manson, acred.com here for you. I do... Uh, I'm getting texts from my family while we, while we do this. I just want to mention that. So uh, hi to my family listening. Um, uh, I, I I feel like it's fair to say that while we're on here. Um, uh, but as always, uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Fast Lane. We'll have an in-depth review or preview of the Liberty Flames football in a matter of moments after this break. Thanks so much for listening to The Fast Lane here on CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg, a part of the Virginia Talk Radio Network. <laughs> 